0: What's up, everybody? It's Brad Lawrence here for For Right Radio. It is episode number two. Normally, like I I think I've said in the first episode, these are pre-recorded, but this one is actually recorded and brought out the next day because it's a very special edition. It is what I call the inspiration series, which will (laughs) not the ladies' major, but it's the inspiration series, and we're talking about people who have inspired me to become who I am today, as far as a golf coach. This podcast. What did you see on Instagram, what did you see, and my personality—like who helped me develop who I am as a golf coach—because just didn't like I didn't always want to be this kind of a golf pro. Like I still work, so everyone's clear. I still work in a golf shop. I still do all that stuff too, because I gotta pay bills somehow. And I, but I love to teach. I teach as much as I can. Teach some very good players and some very good kids. And one of the things that, one of the big inspirations, one of the big people people inspired me was michael breed who's coming to toronto this thursday to talk to the, a bunch of guys from Titleist and a bunch of Titleist staff professionals so i'll I'm fortunate i am fortunate enough to go see him and for those who didn't follow me on twitter you would have saw a couple of days ago i tweeted at him i'd love to have him in the podcast and he said yeah i'd love to let's do this or i'm in let's do this so we're trying to like figure out how we're going to do this because he's you know there's professional journalists that want to speak to him and professional media outlets i want to speak to him and there's a little old me so We're working out all the fine details, but it will happen, I think. I'm going to try and find a way to get him on the podcast, which will absolutely be a humongous fanboy moment for myself. Because I will be. (laughs) I'm trying not to throw up myself for that one. But back to what I want to talk about today. Michael Breed and how he was one of the people that inspired me to be who I am. And here we go. So back in 2010, the first time he came to Toronto... I remember he came for another a different title seminar. I think it was the ball seminar with some of the head of R and D and some big wigs from the ball side of things. They were talking about all the technologies in the golf ball and everything else. And he was up there and he was he was genuine. He was just like he was on TV. He was great. He talked about like the golf ball and speed and it was just I have exactly what he talked about, it was it was good to listen to. It was like this guy's legit, like this is not just an act he has on TV, which I thought was pretty cool. But even then, watching him on the Golf Channel on TV, um, how he acted, and how he presented himself—like he was professional. I don't want to say he wasn't professional. but People would look at it and go, "Like, who is this guy? Like, what is this guy doing?" Like, it might not fit everyone's cup of tea. And I watched and goes, "This is like, watching went. This is entertaining. Like, this is entertainment at its finest." And it was it was great. Like he he was entertaining. He had some really weird stuff. I remember his. um inflatable tube thing he put around his arms i think it was to show connection he was one of the first guys to have a shirt deck um pressure board and showed it on tv of how you kind of shift your weight using this board he was he was different he was unique he was had a personality he wasn't a stiff so to speak which not to say most golf pros are but some guys are very you know how do you put this correctly they're not stuffing he's a travis matthew so to speak of golf they use one of jason glass's sponsors he was, um he was awesome. Like Michael Breed, there's no doubt about it. Was awesome to listen to. And I remember the next year I saw him at the golf and travel show. He came down for the P- and he was talking about So the Toronto Golf and Travel shows every February. And he was he's was there talking about being Michael Breed. I can't remember exactly what it was about. But, you know, Michael Breed's Michael Breed. And he came by the PGF Canada booth. I was working next door at the Ping booth doing fittings for the week. And he asked the guys, Hey, do you have a Oh, shoot, what's it called? The banner for the 100th anniversary I want to put up on stage with me. i think, like, oh, what? He takes it, and he puts it up on stage, and he's talking to everyone about how it's, you know, support your local PGA Canada professionals, it's their 100th anniversary this year. And instead of hawking the golf fix or a DVD he has out or anything like that, he's out there trying to garner support for the guys who are teaching lessons over there for 10 bucks and 15 minutes for 10 bucks. Like, how cool is that? In my opinion, it doesn't get any better. And just watching that and thinking to myself, man, he supports his local pros so much, it's unbelievable. And then when he won in two thousand twelve, he won Teacher of the Year, for or for the PGA of America, he won Teacher of the Year. Which I'm just going back through all the notes I wrote down here. He got a little grief. He got a little bit of like people didn't like him on on the teaching professional forms. Like some of the information he gives, it's not accurate. It's not quite right. It's all this other jazz. And I was like. Yeah, guys, he's done more for golf than anyone in those forums have ever done. He does more for golf in a week. He touches more students than anybody else you could ever imagine. Because he just does. He is freaking cool that way. That he can get up there and he's got such a big audience and touches so many people and does so well. And he's so well on camera, which is really not hard to do. Like, he's on TV. I don't think the golf fix a shot live. Maybe it is. I don't know. Oh, it's not done anymore. But he did so well on camera just to get up there and do that stuff. I mean, that takes a lot of balls. Pardon my French here, but this is a this is an explicit podcast. It takes a lot of balls to get up there and do that stuff and just not be afraid to do it and get ridiculed by other golf professionals and see what happens. But he's also given some very good lessons, which I most recently I listened to him on the Mindsight podcast a couple times to kind of get notes for when the interview does happen, which I can't wait for i'm looking forward to it. but one of a couple more things about the original interactions i ever first time i ever met him heard him speak was he the things that stood out to me is he always mentioned the golf course he's a head professional at, which i don't remember what it was but it was in greenwich connecticut and he always mentioned every episode you know we're at Harborfront golf course where i'm the head golf professional or wherever it was he always mentioned his place and he still mentions trump Ferry point we did one the last time the golf fix was on or whatever golf course he had from trump i can't remember what it's called but he, he's not afraid to like you know talk about his employer and sell his employer and do all this other really good stuff because it's important like it's they employ him there's a reason why he's got to mention them and so that's what he's looking at him as a personality it's great but he says some stuff that you know people think he's a little bit out there and a little bit off the cuff and so on and so forth but some stuff that stood out to me over time with him is two things I've always learned from him and I make sure I do this for every single lesson I do is one thing that stood out is he always says a lot, the first two words out of my mouth in the lesson are thank you. Because it's a choice job. This is another one he is. It's a choice job. Like what we do as a golf professional is a choice job. For myself, I could be, and I have, work at, be working in a factory, you know, sorting boxes and or full or doing whatever it may be, or, you know, being an Uber driver and sorting boxes trying to make money. I've done that. It's not a fun job. What we get to do as golf professionals, whether it be teachers or shopper professionals or associate professionals or ones like myself or a mix of all three or all, both we have a choice job we got to choose what we want to do for a living and we have a good time doing it and it's, it's not every day you can say that there's a lot of people who can't say that there's a lot of people have to take a job as survival and for me being one of them it's changed my perspective on everything of being able to say being a golf professional is a choice job and I get to choose what I want to do I get to choose you know who I want to teach which I will take anybody but I, I'm lucky to say so, and I firmly believe that, that we have a good job, we have a choice job, and yes, sometimes the hours are tough, some, there's all kinds of things people can say, but we're lucky to do what we do. The other thing he, I mentioned before, which I do for every single lesson, the end of every single lesson, I just need to take a drink here, is... Um, he says the first two words out of his mouth at every lesson is thank you. The last two words out of my mouth for every single lesson I give is thank you. Could be a 5-year-old, could be a 78-year-old, could be whoever. I always shake their hand or give them a high five with their kid and say thank you very much. Why? Because they chose me. They chose me of in the GTA there is in Canada there is 3500 golf professionals. So in GTA, we're in the biggest, in Ontario, we're one of the biggest zones. In the GTA, not including golf professionals, there's tons of coaches. And these people chose me to be the golf professional. And something he said once, and I never thought of it that way until he said that. So, and it hit me and it struck me. And a uh, pro- podcast guest I was talking to said their goal in life is to is to say something that strikes me as hard as Michael Breed struck me. And this was it. That people choose me to be a golf, be their coach, or be their golf pro, or whatever it may be. Like, how lucky am I, or are you, the listener, to be chosen as someone's golf pro? Like they could choose from anybody in the world, and they chose you. To me, that is the coolest feel in the world. Once I, when I remember that, sometimes I forget it. It's so cool. And there's a student when I left my previous employer. I remember she's very quiet. Her name's Carolyn. You will hear, you'll hear about her more so on podcasts. Her dad says she chose to stay with me versus going to the other place. And that, the Kellen's a sweetheart, she's quiet as can be. But the fact that she chose myself over kind of the cool facility, that just blew me away i made me so thankful for it is that I make sure to try and show my students I need a drink. And I am thankful for the fact that they chose me. That's There's a hundred golf professionals within five minutes of each other in the GTA and these people choose me. And that's just, it's mind-blowing to me, and that's just, that's kind of how I see it. So, back to saying Michael Breed, how he's inspired me as a golf professional, as a coach, as a content creator, as everything else, is he shows that you can be yourself. As my little wrap-up here. I should preface that. So, re- fast-forward 15 seconds and rewind 30 seconds. Rewind 30 seconds and fast-forward about 45 seconds now and you get to where I'm supposed to be talking about. Is Michael Breed, as a, as a golf coach, has inspired me to be myself and to enjoy it. And then as a coaches inspired me to not be a stiff and be thankful to all my students so that's i want to thank michael breed for he's hopefully gonna be a podcast guest coming up soon until next time guys when you slice in the trees make sure you yell four right because you always advertise for me thanks for listening